Alright, welcome to this week's episode of the WW Review Podcast. This is episode 12. I'm one of your hosts, Pete. And with me, as always, my co-hosts, Chris and Laura. Guys, how you doing? Good. I can't believe We're doing good, buddy. How are you? Already. I know. Yeah, no... <laughs> little, it, little you know, spring's coming on. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it's... Well, that means it's raining constantly, but other than that, it's it's great outside. I love it. So today is, is episode 12, which is, you know, the 12th one. 12th resort, I believe, was all-star music. Not that anybody cares, because it's not someplace anybody else really chooses to stay. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I know. I did. That's my favorite all-star. For contacting Pete, everybody, yeah. it's Magic Mouse Medic on Twitter. <laughs> speaking speaking of contacting me, um, I did want to get this thrown out there right at the beginning. Uh, I have less than a week until I have no hair left, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'd really, really love to get some extra uh, donations done this year. My teammate and myself have managed to hit our $1,000 goal, but I'd really love to rename the team the $2,000 Shave Club. So if you can find it in your heart to help kids with pediatric cancer, please go to stbaldricks.org. Search for my name or my participant number, which is 81127, and donate whatever you can. I'd greatly appreciate that. I know uh, my two co-hosts have graciously done so already. So, thank you both. And for what it seems to have become our trademark show open, the dreaded Rank Your Question. So, oh, we didn't talk about this. Yeah, I know. What? I know. And it's oh. going to be a tough one, too. I want to know rank your top three Disney podcasts that you listen to on a regular basis, guys. Holy cow. We're going to make a lot of enemies and three friends. <laughs> Holy cow. Three friends each. <laughs> three friends each. Okay. Cool. I'm ready. No problem. All right, Chris, we'll start with you then yeah. if you're ready. Oh, man. You want me to go first. Okay. Well, you said so, you were ready, so. I was, that was, that was really not a true answer, but okay. <laughs> um, so, you know what, honestly, first, the first thing off the top of my head is, is, is my buddies, Tim Scott and Bob Collar with the resortloop.com podcast. And they just entertain me every week with a couple of shows. They're just a great bunch of guys. Um, for historical and really good information, I love listening to the unofficial guy, Disney Dish with Jim Hill. Um, and Len Testa, big fan. That, of that show, one. oh man, is that show just awesome? I love Jim that Hill show. Is, yeah. The it, 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 there's no fluff. It's just great information from start to finish. I I can listen all day long to that. And I would say honestly, my third would probably be though I haven't heard from him in a while is the WDW Mousinger with Rod Wheaton. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah, Rod's moved to Florida, so he hasn't put a show out there for a while, but. But I love listening to Rod's show. It, it, the sound's clear, and and he's he's just he's just a great host. He's got some great guests, and uh, his shows are just really fun to listen to. So I would say probably Mousinger would be my third. He is the biggest uh, Fort Wilderness fan I think in existence. Yeah, if you if you go a show without understanding that, then I'd be surprised because he he oozes Fort Wilderness. <laughs> That's for sure. So. 
Um, yeah, there's my top three off the top of my head. Good. I'm good with them. I, I, all three of those are, are always on my, my Stitcher list. Laura, cool. all right, you've had a couple of minutes. Okay. Um, let's, get, let's hear it. I don't listen to this one as much as I used to now that I'm married, but the Disney Wedding Podcast. Um, I listened to that every week when I was planning my wedding. Um, the host is Carrie Hayward, and you wouldn't know her name unless you were planning planning a wedding, but she has an awesome passporter guide for Disney weddings and everything you need to know about Disney weddings and trying to get the most bang for your buck. I mean, she definitely saved me thousands and thousands of dollars. So if you're thinking about a wedding, know somebody who's planning a Disney wedding, send them that way. Um, and then the unofficial guide with Jim Hill and Len Testa. I love all that history. Um, and then my favorite favorite is definitely the Be Our Guest podcast with Pam and Ricky and Mike. So, yeah, those are my favorite. Yeah, I'm friends with those guys. So, yeah, they, yeah. they put out a really good show. Yeah, they're the um, reason I started listening to Disney podcasts. So, yeah, if, hey, if you hey, were Pete, still listening to that wedding one, I think Charles might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, part I'm two. still in my Disney groups on Facebook, and I, I just like helping everybody else because I had a great group of people who helped me. So, you know, I like staying up on the information, especially now that my wedding's over, so I've got nothing to plan. So, Hey, Pete, <laughs> before you get to yours, can I put a special note in there? Um, no matter what show he's on, I have a, a favorite guest that appears on a bunch of shows that maybe we'd be lucky to get on someday, but I love listening to Jim Corcus. Yes. If you've listened to oh, Jim Corcus shows, even if he's on Lou Mangiello's show or he's on Rod's show, Jim Corcus weaves the best stories you've heard. And Most I'll, I'll, listen to, I'll listen to anyone's podcast if Jim Corcus is going to be on, you know, along with yeah. all of his books. He is the best. Mm-hmm. So so just wanted to throw a special message here. If you have a chance to listen to any show that Jim Corcus is a guest on, it is an absolute worth your time to do that. So... What about you, big guy? All right, well, um, I'm going to start with the hit the history part. I am a huge fan of Wedway Radio. Um, those guys, the amount of research that they have to put in to their shows, it has just got to be mind-numbing. It is incredible. Um I just for one that's just fun and you know has some info and they've got some really neat uh, some some neat different segments that they do uh, the WDWNT podcast they do uh, Back to the Future and they do different game shows from like the seventies that they've revamped for for Disney Disney Files um, and then I'm actually I'm gonna throw this one out they, they haven't been real good with being regular but the disney food blog podcast i i really enjoy that being Mm. the the size person i am it's no shock to anyone (laughs) that i am a disney (laughs) disney food fan so those are my three okay all right yeah if you if you follow pete on facebook you'll see all of his check-ins he's an eater (laughs) for sure so good so what do we want to talk about today well you know being that we were just talking about our favorites of podcasts, I was say, you know, 
What's going on in the Disney community lately? You guys have been kind of piqued your interest. Okay, so you know, you I know there's topic. there's topic. a lot of stuff going on right now, and you know some of it's more important to some people than others. I'm kind of curious to what you guys kind of what's been piquing your your interest and kind of raised an eyebrow and caught yeah. your attention. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Laura, you want to go first then? Give me some time to actually do some research. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I want to talk about the new, some of the new changes to my Disney experience and my Magic Plus. And I think the most important addition is the addition of the purple Magic Band. Let's mm. be honest. The, the <laughs> once, the once nineteen, eighteen or nineteen dollar. Only yeah. available by purchase Magic Band, which exactly. you can now get for free. I mean, from the beginning of my Disney experience and when I was, you know, it was in the testing phases and, you know, I was one of the lucky ones that got to do the testing of it. And, you know, I always wondered why isn't purple here? That's the color I would have chosen. So now I'm really excited. So actually, for my upcoming trip, I already have my annual pass holder Magic Bands and I opted out of the All-Star Sports one. Well, the day it was you, announced. You took it out, didn't you? Uh-huh. So I went in <laughs> and I was able to. I had like three days left to customize. So I left Charles. He wanted blue anyway. So I didn't order him an extra one, but I definitely changed mine to purple. So when I check in, I'm going to make sure I get my annual pass moved over to that purple magic band. So I'm really excited for that. Um, and then, or well, and also with that, um, guests booking a package are now... Can, can now receive the matching purple um, luggage tag. So, you know, if you look on online, both message boards, everything, everyone's pretty excited about, you know, the purple magic band. So um, something simple that Disney did, you know, so now every color of the rainbow. Anyways, um, and then moving on is... Real quick, we, um, we, before, Laura, yeah. I want not to interrupt you, but um, no. I did want to mention, I, I noticed something about the magic bands lately, too. Apparently, there's a version 2 that's now becoming available. Now, the internals are the same. It's a little more flexible, though. It's just making it a little more comfortable to wear, apparently, is what I've I've hmm. seen people saying about it. Hmm. So, well, when I, I received not mine... Not to interrupt well, you. Sorry. Go, go ahead. No. When I receive mine, then, here in the next, well, few weeks, I will report back and see what it looks like. So. Yeah, if you have one of the new ones, I guess it'll the serial number in yeah. and like R2G1 or something like that instead of R1G1. Okay. Right. Awesome. I could use it now here in Chicago, you're saying, Pete, to charge my gas and admire <laughs> to pick up my groceries? Yeah, sure. Let me let me know how that works out for you. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> call your wife for bail money first for, for yeah, pumping and running. But other no, than I got the magic yeah, band. Okay. Um. Anyways, going back to Magic Bands, um, now apparently you are able to make your fourth Fast Pass selection from the My Disney Experience app. So you no longer have to go wait in those long lines at those kiosks um, in the parks, which it'll be great because now hopefully those kiosks, kiosks will just be used for day guests who need to make you know initial Fast Passes. And so now for you know, us who know what we're doing, we can just go in on our phones and try it out. So I'll be sure to report back in April when I'm there and let you know how it goes. Cool. You're, you're going down for the race, Dr. Laura. 
Yeah, exactly, Pete. <laughs> yes, with your flip phone, Pete. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Laura, I was looking at your Facebook feed, and you're going down for the race, but it seems like you're having a little trouble right now. Well, well, embarrassing story alert. So, I've started training, right? About time. Thanks to your friend for Chris for bringing this up, yeah, of course. About but, time. Uh, so I started training, and I went for a walk by myself last Monday, and I got about a half mile from my house, and I fell down. And it wasn't a big fall. Like, I'm fine. There was nothing major going on, but I definitely strained something in my ankle. So I had to walk home then the half mile, and I was just flapping my foot the whole way home because it wasn't bending correctly, and I've been icing it and wrapping it, and, you know, I've been going slowly here and there to try to build up my stamina again, but I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it. So when Joe talked about the deferment process on the show, I think that's something I'm going to have to do. So disappointing. My It's my fault though. I mean, I should have been training sooner and I should have been looking where I was going. You know, that uneven sidewalk just jumped out at me. So Laura, <laughs> when Ivan Drago killed Apollo Creed, Rocky Balboa did not give up. I mean, he he went to Russia, he trained, he lifted logs, he ran in the snow, and he was ready to take out well, the Russian nightmare. I told all right? I, Charles Charles didn't want to do the race in the first place, so he's all excited. He's like, yes, we can defer it, we have to do it. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, we're going to wait to the last, you know, the last minute of deferment as possible because I want to do it. I want that medal. I signed up just to get that medal. So, so your husband's actually hoping that you stay injured. Yes. That's bizarre. Yeah. He Gonna call doesn't want to do it. So. Okay. Cool. Anyways. Well, I shouldn't say cool. That's mean to me. Why well, am I saying I'm that? I'm still going to Disney World, and if I don't get to do the race, that means you don't have to wake up as early, and then I get an extra morning for Flower and Garden Festival. So. Yeah. Seriously. You know, right? yeah. yeah. So darn. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a difficult time feeling sorry for you, Laura. I'm sorry. Exactly. Yes. No sympathy really? needed. I'm fine. So. So. Let me let me start right here at this point then, because that's uh, that's a good story, and I want to bring a little dampener, which I try to keep it half full. But I read a great article today. I was following Facebook today, and um, I didn't know I'd be talking about this right now, so it's a good thing I can pull this up really fast off the top of my head. But uh, the Motley Fool had an article about the Rivers of Light expansion, and everyone, of course, knows the Rivers of Light's coming. It's going to open up, uh, you know, towards late April. And it's the first ever nighttime water and light show at the Animal Kingdom Park. Mm-hmm. And the Motley Fool article's got, uh, essentially it's written by a guy named Rick Munierez, and I apologize if I uh, pronounced his last name wrong, but the title is, Is Disney World Making a 5,000 Seat Mistake? So if I could just paraphrase and extrapolate. I read that yeah, too, yeah. It's really interesting. So here's the synopsis of the article. Essentially is... Once this Rivers of Light spectacle, which is largely going to take place by an amphitheater, a double-seated amphitheater towards the lake, towards the center area, right in front of Expedition Everest, Mm -hmm. once it's built, it's going to seat 5,000 people. And that's the seating capacity. And that's largely where the show is going to take place. So it's not going to be a parade around the river. Um, And that is where the problem lies. Essentially, uh, one of the stats that Rick quotes is that phantasmic seating is 6,900 people, illuminations 
uh, and Wishes is essentially anywhere you can get a seat uh, and, and, and stand, so you can see it from all different parts of the park. But the problem is, essentially with 5,000 people, uh, reported attendance last year was about 30,000 people, oh, I'm sorry, uh, um, 30,000 guests per day, it's 10.4 million guests in 20,000, uh, 2014, which means that a sixth of the people's, uh, the park's guests will be able to catch it per day. And even if they stay open late enough to offer two shows, they're only talking about uh, having one-third of the potential guests see the show per day, which is a problem because, you know, you're trying to convince people to stay later at a park which is not known for keeping people late, but yet you're turning away two-thirds of the people because there's not going to be a place to seat them. And, uh, you know, he goes on to make another great point here, you know, especially with the... The uh, the ticket, the the the, the pricing matrix is going to be higher on holidays. So on holidays, it's going to cost even more. It's going to cost up to $114 for a one-day ticket. And even still at that point, people won't be staying, but they'll be paying a premium price for the best possible show they're putting out there. They're not going to be paying past sunset. They may grab dinner, um, but they'll be leaving the park before that. So... How will that sit in the craws of people, you know, when they, you know, go to, I guess, guest satisfaction and, you know, they, they want to go and talk about, uh, you know, how their day was and are they going to go and complain or are they not? So I thought it was incredibly interesting. They built a 5,000 seat amphitheater for what is going to be the biggest nighttime spectacular to hit the parks, you know, in a long time and, and one of the most highly publicized. I mean, they're testing it out right now. People are reporting spotlights being seen and I mean there's pictures on Twitter and Facebook all over the place with the models. Uh, heck, the Disney Parks blog just had a 25-minute Q&A session with Jen Joe Finkley, Rose. I believe. Oh. And they and this is specifically on the Rivers of Light and they had some of the oh. creative engineers what that. So um, I caught only a few minutes of it, but all of a sudden now for all the promotion they're going to seat 5,000 people. So what do you think about that? I mean, they're trying to get people in the parks later, but yet it's a smaller show. Um, what do you think, Pete? What do you think, Will? I It's a problem. I think it's a problem, you know? It is. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I Touring Plants had a really good blog out today, too. Or I don't know if it was out today, but um, I was just browsing their website looking for different things and they had a good blog up of just showing pictures of what the amphitheater looks like and how you know where it's split up because I'm thinking 5,000 seats where are they putting that so it was cool to see pictures of where it actually is going and I mean it looks really nice I mean they definitely have put time and money and effort into this thing but I mean I mean Fantasmic every time you go to that show it's packed and it's like, where are these people coming from? You don't think that. So Animal Kingdom, I don't know if they're, I don't want to say they're not anticipating the amount of people, but maybe they're not anticipating the amount of people because then you'll have Illuminations in Epcot, you'll have Wishes in Magic Kingdom, you'll have Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios. So now you have a nighttime show in all four parks to kind of disperse more people. I don't know. Okay. That was kind of my initial thought. Well, well, think about this. Think about the World Showcase and when they have illuminations. And I know people can stand anywhere they want around the World Showcase, but those bridges, the bridges between United Kingdom and France, 
and anywhere there's a bridge, it gets incredibly crowded because it's pretty much an unobstructed view. Right. And think about the Animal Kingdom's layout and the bridge from the Nemo ride, or the Nemo show, I'm sorry, towards Expedition Everest, where that amphitheater is going to be at. Will people be allowed to stay on the bridge? And if so, I mean, that's a major cluster at that point. That side of the park is, even with standing room, which is going to be obstructed view around there, mm. that's going to be a giant cluster. So if you want to get on Expedition Everest, you know, late at night, how's that going to work out? Right. You it's know, that not. looks like it, it could be a traffic jam nightmare. So right, certainly they put thought into that, but yeah. yikes. Hmm. Something will follow. I, I just, yeah. you know, you brought up the idea and, you know, I love to bring something good, but this article actually makes great sense and yeah, seems entirely true. Well, I wish I could say I could report back, but I they're scheduled to debut on April 22nd. So, I mean, my yeah. ears will be open for a, you know, sneak peek soft or soft opening, soft opening. But, you know, if I can get over there, great. If not, oh, well, I guess. But. I know other people will be reporting back, so we'll okay. send our listeners over to them. Yeah, let us know what you think, too. If you're listening and uh, you want to you know, give us your feedback, please let us know what you think as well, too, on Facebook or on, on Twitter about you know, how do you think this is going to work out. I know it'll be moot after April 22nd, but it seems, at least in the initial stages, that this this is a problem. Or, you know, It's, it's going to leave a lot of people unhappy at this point. They weren't able to you know, to see this new nighttime spectacular. And if yeah. they did see it, they may be at a standing room behind a tree. So, mm-hmm. Anywho, Pete, let's bring this up a little bit. You got something good? Uh, well, I guess I'm the, the biggest geek of the group because I'm, I'm talking about Star Wars Land. I'm pretty excited about it. So, I want the medal. <laughs> um, Star Wars medal. You guys said... You guys said I wasn't letting things go when I was talking about Maelstrom being gone still. So. Okay. Well, I, I can go on a rant for that, too. Pete, you're sitting in the theater by yourself hoping the show comes on, right? You gotta let it go. I was doing it by bro. myself. I just want, I want the ride back. There, I'll sit with you, Pete. Alright, good. Chris <laughs> can go Chris can go to Carmel Kush by himself and There you go. And bring us back back. <laughs> mm. Mm. So, all right for for those of you out there that have been living under a rock, Star Wars Land is coming. It is going mm-hmm. to be a fourteen acre expansion, and this was actually announced back in August fifteenth of last year at D twenty three. They did announce March third that officially construction will begin in April. You know, deconstruction is already well underway. Catastrophe Canyon has been very <laughs> thoroughly dismantled so far. Say it's gone through a catastrophe. Yeah. Well, Insert this one was intentional, though. Yeah. But um, other than that, they're actually being very tight-lipped about it still. There isn't any. There isn't a whole lot of solid information out there that isn't rumor. And... I'm not really one that's big on rumors, so. But Wait, we, I can still see the Golden Girls house, right? Um, that's that's still okay. No, <laughs> I don't even remember when that you got taken out, out under that rock. Oh, so <laughs> we are we are going to get our cantina. Those of us that have been 
clamoring for this, have wanted the cantina for a long time. We don't know what the cantina is going to be like yet, though. We also are getting two other attractions. One of them is going to be the Millennium Falcon, and you will be piloting the famous Kessel running uh, starship. The other one is going to be some type of battle ride between the First Order and the Resistance, formerly known as the Rebels, uh, and they changed it for Episode 7, but whatever. <laughs> um, and this is all going to be added to the things that we already have from Star Wars, which we have Star Tours, and as a side note, Star Tours actually got a couple of upgrades recently. Um based on The Force Awakens. Right. Uh, we, we have the Jedi Academy, which you are now no longer fighting Darth Vader. You will get to go up against Kylo Ren, again, from The Force Awakens. We have the Launch Bay. We have Tatooine Traders. And there's a new short film on the Jedi Order called Star Wars Path of the Jedi. Now... As of April 4th of this year, we are getting a new live stage show called Star Wars A Galaxy Far, Far Away. Uh, I have found very little information about it yet, but from what I, from the rumors I did read, it is supposed to be pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, as far as when the rest of the stuff is going to open, I've seen guesses that go range from... 2018 to 2022 but the, the the smart money seems to be sometime in 2020 so we got about four years to go folks which i mean sounds about right i think 2018 just sounds really ambitious and not that i don't think they can do it but i don't want them to set us up you know set themselves up for failure if they don't make it you know I agree. you remember when seven dwarves mind train kept getting pushed back and pushed back you know, so I'd rather them take the time, do it right, and not really give us an end date until they kind of know. That's just my opinion. I I'm, I agree with you entirely. Yeah. There's one other thing that's been kind of, I noticed, I was looking at a map of uh, Hollywood Studios, and the area that's been proposed and has pretty much been stated, this is where Star Wars Land is going to be. Mm -hmm. There is one building in between Star Tours and the rest of Star Wars Land. Anybody happen to know what that is? The restaurant? Mm-hmm. Is that it's that not that's not the commissary, it's is it catering company or something? What is that? Mama Melrose. Oh, Mama Melrose. See, I was thinking about that other restaurant. Mama Melrose is, is stuck oh, in between. Oh no. I like So that Mama Melrose's days me. Maybe numbered here, folks. See, I love that little Christmas shop back there. It's a nice little Christmas shop. You got the snowman. You got the Pete, Muppets gift shop. They don't have Italian food on Tatooine, Pete. Um, I don't think they're they have Italians on Tatooine. Although, well, you never know. There was Guido. Oh wait, that's, that's Greedo. That, that's Greedo, Pete. Uh, Greedo. I think Mama Melrose might be in trouble. Laura, she may be sleeping wanna... with the fish. Laura, I'm thinking we should stop Pete right now. We've made enemies today. <laughs> this is not good. I'm just going to ignore it. Oh, my gosh. We all know Greedo Shop first. It's okay. All right. <laughs> cool. 
I was thinking while you were telling that story, forget the background music, I was going to bust into the... <laughs> all on my own, but... Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Okay. Yeah, other than that, there isn't too much out there for Star Wars Land still that's that's solid that I would want to tell anybody about. Can I be honest? You know, even as a Disney dork like I am, like we all are, it's almost like the build-up is is at least in my mind. I know when it comes around, it's going to be awesome. But the build-up is, is 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 just as much fun right now. You know, speculating what it's going to be and thinking of how cool it could be. You know, so I don't mind. We have Avatar opening up. You have the Rivers of Light opening up. We have yeah. you know a bunch of great things to take the space right now and the build-up is just going to be awesome over the next four years you know you're going to see such a heavy heavy marketing campaign um and when it comes around it's going to be right it's going to be great i'm fully confident of that i don't i don't necessarily need to need to drink the disney kool-aid anymore to know it's going to be just awesome so Mm -hmm. cool we're good yeah Um, i'm good well, last, I th- we can't, I don't think we can have a new show without talking about Disney Cruise Line's announcement of the Brent 2 new ships coming online in mm. 2021 and 2023. Okay. So I thought that was really exciting. That kind of took the Disney community by surprise. Nobody really knew that that, would, that news was coming. So when we don't know much, we just know that there's two new ships coming in 2021 and 2023. They're being built in Germany, which is the same place where the other ships were being constructed. Um, Laura, I know the names. Well, that was my ending thing. I, I was going to say, I, I heard what the names were going to be. It's going to be the Pacific Princess, and it's going to be the Minnow, and it's going to be awesome. I've... So The Minnow only does three-hour tours, though. It's f- for value shoppers. So. Well. I you know I wrote down some ideas of what it could be. I wrote down. An, that's awful, people. <laughs> I know, that's why I'm just moving on. I don't know if these are good Ouch. or not. But the Disney Wish, the Disney Illumination, and then I wrote down the Disney Fantasia. I don't know. I'm not good when it comes to things like that. But those are my three. I can see the Wish. Yeah, I mean that was speculated when the Dream and Fantasy were coming out, but. And the Fantasia will be too close to Fantasia. That's what I thought too, but I'm like, well, I can't think of anything else, so. <laughs> See, no, I thought they were going to do the Titanic and the Queen Mary. But... Well, they're coming out with a Titanic too. Have you seen that video? What? Yes, it's, it's fully funded by some gazillionaire, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Go online and Google Titanic too. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. It was already four hours. I'll never get back. So creepy. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Just some finishing touches on... This news story is that, um, you know, approximately 1,250 rooms, so slightly bigger than the Dream and Fantasy. And, you know, with all the new technological upgrades, I think those are going to be some really cool ships. And, I mean, there's speculation on where they're going to go. Somebody, um, you know, it's online about maybe going out to Asia or, um, you know, more European cruises, you know what's going to happen because now they're going to have six ships instead of just the four. So, Well, maybe they they may not be expanding their itineraries. Maybe they're just not going to have to shift the ships around anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's been working out, in my opinion, that the Wonder's been going to Alaska and the Magic's been kind of moving between, you know, Europe and 
you know, special other specialty cruises, and then the Dream and Fantasy have been stationed at Port Canaveral. I mean, for the three, four, and seven, and I think that's been, you know, for the most part, making guests happy that they still get to try the new ships on an old itinerary, and then try the new itineraries on an older ship, and you know, with the magic being reimagined. So, hmm. but well, and then real quick, I'm gonna finish up real quick because there's a. DSL or DCL discount where you get 50% off your deposit for new bookings between August and December of this year. Now, it don't not to be mistaken with 50% off the deposit amount, you're still going to pay the remainder of your deposit, just not up front. So, you know, like the Walt Disney World, you have a $200 deposit for your package. Disney Cruise Lines deposits are slightly higher depending on the sale date and the amount of people. So Disney Cruise Line is offering 50% off of your initial deposit to pay up front. Okay. So, and that's for cruises through August of, through December 2016, booked by March 27th, 2016. Well, well, let me throw you some real facts at this too as well that I can help out because I'm usually a fountain of boobery and misinformation. But <laughs> Orlando Sentinel article, February 11th, that the Disney Cruise Line has once again landed top honors in the annual Cruise Critics' Choice Awards and the Disney Dream took home the title of Best Overall Cruise Ship in the Large Ship category. Uh, it won it as well in 2015. The reason it's important is I'm taking my first Disney cruise in the middle of the summer, which the kids don't know about, which we're going to spring upon them at a later time, so I'm lowering my voice right now. Yeah. Um, so really excited about that. And the news of having two more ships in the Disney fleet, like every Disney fan woke up that morning, looked on social media and said, yes, right. you know, as, as soon as they saw that, it was a great thing. So Right, something extra, something new, and... Yeah. You know, for me, I'm going on another Norwegian cruise line cruise this summer, and, you know, I'm excited for that, but I'm really excited for the day that I'll get to go on Disney Cruise Line. So. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so that that was essentially the three topics that hit us for the week. Pete, uh, next time, maybe a little more help in preparation, so I could uh, at least look halfway respectable. You. How'd you embarrass me like that? I don't know. Oh, well, you know, we, we've set a precedent in the past. We was trying to keep up with that. That's all. <laughs> we don't want to convince people we're professionals. That's for sure. So, hey, before we go, I wanted to throw a shout out there for uh, for two things, if you guys don't mind. First off, I was looking on TuneIn Radio. You know, with the Live 365 coming to an end, uh, you know, they kind of all the radio stations kind of scattered into the wind, and some went here, some went there, but quite a few landed on TuneIn Radio and. I'm not sure why I never tuned into them before, but was listening to Kungaloosh Radio, and I know I mentioned it to you guys before, and if you've not listened to Kungaloosh Radio, check them out. They got some awesome retro Disney theme park music, so I, I don't know why I've not listened to them before until just recently, but man, it's keeping me entertained at work all day long. They got some great retro audio, some full-out ride tours, some, I mean, it is just really good, so I'm going to throw a shout-out to Kungaloosh Radio. And to Jeff Barnes, uh, the name is not a surprise to many of you, but Jeff Barnes is an author for a book called The Wisdom of Walt, to which I ordered, and I'm probably two chapters in at this point. I'm through roughly 60 pages, uh, and it is unbelievable. It's essentially success strategies, uh, and there's stories. Every chapter has got stories about Disneyland, and the way he weaves his tale, even for the first 60 pages, is unbelievable. So, um uh, 
I was lucky enough to actually contact Jeff and say, hey, I just want to throw a shout-out to you. Is that okay? And Jeff got right back to me, and, and he's a really nice guy. And he said, no, not only are you going to throw a shout-out, he goes, I'd love to come on your show and talk about it. So I know I'm, I'm probably surprising Pete and Laura right now, but we're going to have Jeff on the show to talk about the book. I'm really excited because the book's, the book's really good. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to throw a shout-out to him as well, too, and that's Jeff Barnes as well. So Great. Um, I'm good for today. That's 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 what I got. How about so. Laura? You anything else you want to throw out there? No, I can't think of anything. Stay tuned on my Facebook page for, you know, updates as we get closer to my trip. I'm, I'm you know, a little under a month out, so I'm really excited to get back down to my happy place. I've been missing it. I think we all have. Yeah. I mean, we're Disney fans. What can we say? But the end is in sight for me, at least. We'll live vicariously through yeah, you, Laura. And I'll involve you guys as much as I can. <laughs> I'm not running. You know. We'll get you running, Pete. Don't no, worry. You're not. <laughs> Eventually. Maybe. Uh, no. We'll see. Alright. Well, I don't have anything to add other to that other than uh you know, if you enjoy the show, please really we'd we'd love to hear from you. Throw a uh, throw a review out there on iTunes for us. Let it drop us a line. If there's something you want to hear us talk about, there's something you want to talk about. You know, Chris and Laura and myself, we try to get back to everybody as quickly as we can. So, um, for Chris and and Laura, I'm Pete, and this has been episode 12 of the WW Review Podcast. Good night, everybody. See ya. Good night, guys.